Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It was a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, hello, my fellow PDPY Warriors. It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. where I currently reside way up here in the 194th floor of the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And per usual before the show, I climbed up to the roof of this giant skyscraper. I climbed up to the highest point available, and then I climbed up two inches higher than that. And I peered up to the Great White North and gave the bat signal to my co-host, my co-host, my cohort, and uh, I guess I would say... uh, my uh, bad influence here on GDP Radio because I'm always the pure one. She's the one that leads us into trouble and gets me uh, going, so I'm going to blame you on that. But, uh, of course, we're flashing the back signal over to Crystal among the tallest mountain in Ontario, uh, where apparently, <laughs> rumor has it, summer has finally arrived. How yes. are you, Crystal? Um, good, but I need to make a point. Do you honestly think anyone's going to believe that you're the better influence than I am? I am. Just, I. I am a cherub. I am an. I am. I am a saint. <laughs> and you know, you know, I was. I was. Uh, I was angelic until you came into my world, and then just you pulled me down a direction, a path of snark and, and <laughs> bad attitude. So, you know what? You, go you keep you keep lying like that. I'm going to miss you when we all go to heaven. So <laughs> just saying. Oh, 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 my 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 tickets already stamped. They're waiting for me. There you go. So, oh. But anyways, um, we've been a crazy couple of weeks it's been, and, and I want to apologize for all the listeners last week who had to suffer through the episode of Josh McAdoo on DDP Radio. <laughs> uh, I promised that we would make it up to you in a big way. So, Crystal, I made a call into you. I said, we got to find someone super inspirational. Someone's going to light the fire under DDP Radio and make us grateful and, and inspired and motivated somebody who's crushing it and uh, overcoming the odds. And I sent you out into that deep pool of inspirational DDPY people. And uh, you brought us back somebody who's been in our circle before, but we all go last time we had her here, we got a ton of great feedback. And I think it's also great to go back to certain stories because not everyone's story is, is completed the first time around. And there's some updates and there's some, uh, you know, check-ins we promised to do with certain people who are just, you know, really living the living the life uh, that we do here at GDPY, and you brought us someone extra special today, so I'm going to let you do the intro. Yeah, so today our guest is someone, as Mike mentioned, we've had on before, and this is an update show. Um, I can't really take credit for this. This is an update that everybody really wanted to hear. I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody message me about her, And she is just one of the most amazing people. I'm so grateful to call her friends, but better yet, I'm so grateful that she's in the community and she is available for everyone to see. She lives a very honest, out there life for us all to support her. And tonight our guest is my friend, Krista Tyler, and I'm just 
so excited she's here, honestly. And please welcome her with me. Hi, Krista. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you know what? It's so great to have you. No, it, it, it's it's really cool to have you back. And I know we talked uh, so much the first time, and uh, we talked about you, uh, your diagnosis, and um, uh, with that situation, you know, there's so many updates. And you know, honestly, we have to have you on every week to get all the latest uh, information. But uh, we wanted to have you uh, on on again and kind of touch base with you and see how things are going because a year is a pretty good amount of time, you know, between the last time we had you. And a lot can change, and your life can change quite a bit. And uh, we want to see how things are going. And a lot of people who were invested in the story last time uh, kind of wanted to touch base again. Uh, well, it's um, a year is a long time. It's been uh, it's been quite a year. <laughs> so it's been a real wild ride. I'm still here. I'm still fighting. Um, I'm still in treatment. Um, but that is. Uh, starting to get towards the end now. So um, I'll finish up my active treatment, as they call it, in the end of August. So that's very exciting. Wow. Wow. So, you know, obviously you were you were going through chemo, correctly? That's right. I still am, yes. Um, it was, okay, yeah. It was extended, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, sort of, I, wasn't sh- I was pretty sure that's what you were doing for treatment, but... I mean, everyone I, I, I kind of have spoken to and, and know that have gone through um, chemo, uh, I mean, I'm sure everyone here knows the, how difficult it is and how zapping of your energy and, um, you know, well feel, you know, your, your general feeling. And uh, it's got to be something so hard to battle, you know, the cancer like that and also kind of just be taking on this depleted form of uh, energy and, and everything that comes along with it. I I can't do it justice, and I'm just running my mouth here. But how have you balanced life and chemo, and, uh, you know, how has your world changed, and how are you doing in general? How are you looking forward to being done with the treatments? Um, well, I mean, I'm looking forward to being done with the treatments. I'm also a little apprehensive about the next step. I, I think anyone who's gone through it has that feeling when it comes to the end. It's just kind of... It becomes such a part of your life that it's just like all of a sudden it just kind of stops and you have to. So I'm very excited about it, a little nervous about it. Um, I'm feeling surprisingly well. I mean, the last time we spoke, I hadn't yet had my mastectomy. Um, I was still undergoing my first six rounds of chemo. Um, so now I've, I've had my surgery and uh, we decided to, go ahead and do another 14 rounds of chemo um, to make sure we kill all the residual stuff that, uh, that the first six rounds didn't get rid of. So, um, but it's, I'm feeling surprisingly well. Uh, my, my counts are really good. The doctors are kind of surprised at how resilient my body seems to be. And my hair's grown back. So I'm just like stoked. <laughs> You know, I've, I've I've known quite a few people who have been through through similar, and the hair growing back seems like such a like, it seems like such a a, a non big deal because you know it's it's the least of the problems in the world. Hair grows back, but it really is just a sign of just like kind of like coming back to yourself. It, it really is. You're recognizing yourself again. The hair growing back is almost like a new a new beginning, and it's really I feel. Uh, sentimental for a lot of people once they're able to kind of do that. It seems like there's a small touch compared to what you've been through, but it seems very important. It, it is. It, um, you know, a lot of times when you're when you're diagnosed with a serious illness and there's physical changes that go along with it, when you look in the mirror, you don't always recognize yourself. So when there's something that kind of says, you know, oh, look, that's, you know, it starts bringing you back to, to who you were. So I my hair is not the same. I've got kind of curly hair now, which is marvelous because my hair was always very straight before. But I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I, I recognize this girl, and you know, most of my hair is not gray. So that's an added bonus. Very <laughs> dry. Oh. oh my goodness. Because <laughs> after the past year, I was like, it's gonna be silver. <laughs> oh. So, but it, it's the little I- things. Yeah, I've been meaning to ask you, um, what kind of role 
has DDPY played in you keeping accountable to yourself when so much was out of your control? Oh, it's it's been huge. It's been absolutely it? huge. Um, I mean, you have to keep yourself physically and mentally on your game as much as you can. And when, yeah, yep. exactly, when everything is so out of control, you have to take control of what you can. And I've always been kind of geared towards being a bit controlling, I mean, honestly speaking, throughout my life, I like to be in charge of things. So faced with this, I was like, it was just not a pleasing situation for anybody, especially for someone who's a control freak. And you just have to give up so much control and just allow your life to be taken over. So um, maintaining my fitness routine and being involved with the people in the community who also really pull you out and make sure that you're, you know, doing what you need to do and not letting you just kind of fade away. It's It's been instrumental in keeping me, wow. you know, at the top of my game here. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, with, with, with the past few months, you know, the world we find ourselves in is a vastly different place than it was last time we talked. Um, and, you know, we talk, we hear all the stories of people, you know, who have been diagnosed with COVID and, you know, people going through genuine hardships in the world right now. But part of the thing we don't think about is the people who are depending on, you know, hospitals and stuff for, for treatments or, or illnesses and stuff. And also the, when you're going through a certain thing like this, I'm sure it can be taxing mentally, physically, and emotionally. Uh, how is the isolation, you know, and also just dealing with, the new hardships that come with just getting a doctor's appointment? Has it been something that you've struggled with? And how have you kind of, uh, you know, what you found anything that helps you deal with the current situation that has compounded your very serious situation in the past few months? Uh, honestly, I haven't um, really come into a lot of struggle when it comes to having doctor's appointments. I'm extremely fortunate. Um, all of my care has remained on time. I've had no problem getting into see wow. doctors for my latest little freak out whenever I, you know, feel something or, you know, I just see something, I go running to the doctor. So I've been very, very fortunate. My care has not been interrupted at all. Um, and as far as being isolated, um, you know, I haven't really been isolated any more than I would normally be. I'm always kind of um, an introvert. Um, but I still maintain, you know, getting out. But, I mean, prior to all this happening, because I was going through chemo, my life had already shifted um, into an area where I was, you know, more cautious where I'm going out, you know, and um, just not doing as many things in public as I normally might. So, for me, the shift wasn't that noticeable. I just kind of continued on as things were. Um, But I've been very, very fortunate that, my care has not been affected at all, which is fantastic because it's allowed me to stay healthy and it's allowed me to wrap up my treatment on time without it being extended any further. That's awesome. So, Krista, I have a question that has just come through. Um, what have you done over the course of the last year that has surprised you, that you didn't think that you could get through or do, but you did it? Oh, that's a tough question. I know. Um, well, I've after having the mastectomy, I mean, physically I wasn't sure how much of the exercises I would be able to continue doing. Because um, even just doing things like down dog, when you think about how much your pectoral muscles are involved in every position that comes right. with DDP yoga, um, I wasn't really sure how quickly I was going to rebound. Um, And I was really surprised to find that, I mean, within two weeks, basically, I might have been modifying that I was back to pretty much my usual routine. Good job. So that that was pretty remarkable. But thanks to doing the yoga that I had been doing, you know, I I was in decent shape going into it. I prepped for the surgery. I, I knew the areas that were going to be impacted, and I... I tried hard to make sure that I could minimize any damage. That's, Do you I mean, think pe- people under 
Oh, sorry, Crystal. No, go ahead, please. Oh no, I was I was gonna say um, people underestimate like how important being in decent shape is contributed to uh, you know surgeries and, and, and health issues. Um, and you know, with COVID being so bad out here in the United States, numbers are just out of control. I think that we as a country have to kind of really look at at our health and well-being and general well-being because I think a lot of problems are compounded by being overweight or unhealthy or you know not in good shape. And you know, with you being in in, in in you know on the mat so often and in decent shape when you go into that surgery, people don't understand how. <laughs> important that is to to when you're fighting a disease of this magnitude to be generally healthy and how much that changes the game it really does and it also um you know it gives you more energy so you might think well i'm sick or i have cancer or this other autoimmune disease or whatever other physical challenge you know people might be facing and you're tired and you don't feel well. And the last thing you want to do is drag your butt to the mat. But by doing so, you're actually going to give yourself more energy and that more energy is going to make you healthier. But just, I mean, just a couple hours a week of some kind of physical activity gives you an edge in your health. So, I mean, even if you don't have um, a health difficulty, you're going to help prevent them, or at least if you get sick in the future, you're going to be in a better position than has you just not taken in any exercise at all. Right. I mean, even just getting up and, and walking, doing something, anything, just being physically active is so important, and it's so important to your mental health as well. I think one of the greatest things about um, all the time I've known you, Krista, I think one of the takeaways I always um, take away from our conversations is you have an incredible knack of talking positive to yourself. And I know that that's a really big challenge for a lot of people. They let these little things get to them and the little things pile up and they add into a big thing and then they, you know, manifest as something that's really very hard. You have gone through so very much and to see that you still have such a positive outcome or an outlook on anything I mean that's so inspiring that's so inspiring and I want to thank you for that because I know how hard this is thank you it, it it's difficult but it, it it is important to be kind to yourself and I I know it's it is a difficult thing and, and those negative thoughts they snowball they, they yep. really do, but you just have to be kind to yourself because, I mean, it's you. <laughs> you have to love yourself. You have to be kind to yourself because you are what you have, the core of you. And Yeah, you just really need to nurture that, and you have to give yourself grace, especially in the tough times. It's just so amazing. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. And, and I, 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 are you sick of talking about it yet? Are you sick of uh, having to have that conversation? I mean, to be real, I know it's a, a very serious thing, but whenever you meet up with somebody, probably you have to discuss cancer or you meet somebody at the grocery store, you have to discuss it. You come on the show, you discuss it. Are you sick of talking about it yet? Has it become the point where you're, you know, I mean, I don't know how I'm, how I'm supposed to put it, but, you know, you must be sick of answering how you're feeling all the time or how it's going. Are you ready to kind of move on from this, or do you think it's something you kind of want to stay in the headspace and talk about because uh, it's cathartic or it could help others or whatever? What's your plan for uh, going forward with this? Um, you know, honestly, I don't mind talking about it. I feel that, I mean, it's, Cancer does not define me, but oh. it has become a huge part of my life, and that's just undeniable, and I'm not going to deny that part of my life, and if my story can help anyone at all, I mean, I am just happy to talk about it until y'all are sick of me. Um, it, it, just, it just, it is what it is, and I just embrace the suck, you know? It's just... Uh, 
it's just part of my story. It's part of my past. So, um, you know, I'm obviously I'm going to move forward with my life, but it's never going to be something that I'm going to forget. It's going to be something that stays with me always, and I'm hoping that it's going to stay with me always in a positive way as something that I overcame and can help others with. I'm not nothing that's ever going to come back. So in a positive way, it's going to follow me because there's, there's really no just getting past it and forgetting it once you deal with something like this. I mean, it's going to stay with you anyway. Right. So you might as well yeah. embrace it and just let it become part of your story and just, let it flow. And now, I mean, I think you, sorry, Mike. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I think you made a very valid point that, you know, you could concentrate on, you know, living the rest of your life as best as you can, or you end up putting energy into fighting something that you didn't like. There's a huge, Mm -hmm. right? There's a huge difference between accepting something and moving on, still having it be a part of, you know, your fabric of who you are, but not dwelling on it, I guess is what I'm trying to say so much. Yeah. Yeah, I try to see the positive aspect of it and not just the, the negative aspect of it, like, it's easy to say cancer has taken this from me. It's taken that from me. And it has without a doubt. I mean, it has, it has taken quite a bit, but, and I mean, this sounds kind of strange, but it's brought me a lot as well. I, I was going to say, I was just going to say, <laughs> what's it given you? What's it given you? It has given me, it has given me so many so much more love, so many more friends. It's brought me opportunities. It's brought me experiences. It's opened my eyes to living a different way, to thinking a different way, to feeling a different way, to seeing things greater than what's just at the end of my nose. Um, it's, it's kind of been just this metamorphosis. I mean, it really just changes everything that you are and you can take that as a negative and everything it's taken from you or everything it's helped you become. You can allow it to become a catalyst into to greater things and hopefully becoming a better person or you can let it drag you down. And that is not something that's an option for me at all. Right. I don't think anyone right. should let it be an option for them. Oh, I'm so proud of you. That's a great point. You know, we, you know, I, I've lost quite a few people in my life to cancer in the past couple of years, especially. And I remember when we had Hayden on here talking uh, a little while ago around Christmas time, I think it was. Um, yep. And we were discussing it, and and I was kind of, I was angry on his behalf. I was pissed, you know, as much as I love Laura too. It's just it's hard to talk to somebody who's been through that. And you know, during the conversation, I ended up saying something to him that. I was kind of giving us kind of a, like a talk to him, but more so I needed to hear it more than anything is if you kind of are lucky enough to, to come out on the other end of that or, or be a survivor or, or a lo- lose a loved one and be out on the other end of it uh, and still be here. It, it's a slap in the face to the people who didn't make it to kind of just give up and be negative and, you know, still and, you know, because I know how hard you, people like you, work to stay here and to, to overcome it. And I know how hard Laura, you know, tried to overcome it and, and fight all this stuff. You know, it's a stop in the face to just be miserable, you know, when you have, you know, people who have fought so hard to stay here, you know, and I really kind of yeah. took that into account and I'm, you use the tragedy of this all to find a way to be grateful and inspire and think of the opportunity I have just talking to you today, just to be alive today, and how hard people fight to to have stayed here that aren't here anymore. It's disrespectful to be so miserable and negative when so many people could be in my spot living life and enjoying it that fought so hard. That's that's true. It's true. I um, you know, I think about Laura every day. I, I really do, and that's part of. It's part of what 
drives me, especially in the beginning, to not only fight so hard, but to try to just to do it with as much of a smile on my face as I could because I'm here and other people aren't. And it's not fair. No one should have to deal with this. No one should have to lose a loved one. But if I'm going to be here and they're not, then the least I can do is to give it my all and to try to live life because anything else, it it really is. It, it's kind of disrespectful to to their memory, and I, I wouldn't want to, to bring any kind of feelings like that. So I, I try to maintain as much as, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are definitely days where I just wake up and I am like, what the hell happened? <laughs> but I try to just, you know, accept that, like, okay, I'm not, you know, feeling it at this moment. I'm going to embrace this moment that I feel kind of low, and I'm just going to, you know, move forward and look at the thing that I'm, I'm happy about. What am I happy about? And, I mean, just look around, and you can pick a million things which you're happy about, which you're grateful for. So I every day I think about, you know, the people that I know through um, in my own life or online that, have fought and and lost their battle, and I try to I try to uh, bring honor to their memory as best I can. It's beautiful. And, yeah. Um, also, you know, moving forward to kind of look at at, at a at a positive or, or a different perspective, um, is there anything that you're excited to be able to maybe attempt or try? Like, is there something that you can see? man, when I can get strong enough again to do this, or if I can get healthy enough, I want to do this, or what's your future uh, goals or, or ambitions, you know, once you can kind of, once the world opens up again, first of all, and once you kind of have the strength to uh, kind of try something like that again? Um, I have actually been trying things and knocking little things off the, the ladder of things that I want to be able to accomplish again as I go. Um I'm very stubborn like that, and I, I don't like to wait, so I try to push myself, sometimes a little too hard, but I try to push myself, um, challenge myself, I should say, to see if I can do things sooner rather than later. Um, someday I'd like to be able to do a pull-up. I could never do a pull-up before, but I'd like to be able to do one now sometime in the future. <laughs> so um, physically that's my new goal is to be able to do one full pull-up on a bar. Um, but Things um, things like when I had my surgery and then radiation, I began having nerve problems in my right arm and in my right hand. So doing things that I once loved being able to do, like um, I enjoy making jewelry um, or writing, became very difficult for me. Um, and I like drawing as well, and I just I couldn't really anymore. So I just kind of put all that on pause, and I found the other day that I am able to to do some of that now. I I started making jewelry again, which is a great boost for my mental health because I use that for stress and anxiety relief. Um, And I was very, very happy to be able to have that dexterity in my fingers, so I was thrilled with that. Um, Drawing, I think, is going to take a little bit more time, but I will get there. But the push-ups and the pull-ups are something that I, I want to be able to accomplish. I want to get that upper body strength. Well, I think that's that's awesome. And I got to tell you, I have a pull-up trick that um, is actually like a hack to kind of make it a little bit easier for you, is I set up my yeah. pull-up bar in the mirror, and the, in the in my door, and I have my wife film it and just make sure she doesn't get my legs, and I step up on a stool and make it look like I'm doing it. Without <laughs> <having> a... <laughs> then I, I post it on Facebook and brag about my awesome 100 pull-ups. Oh, <laughs> man. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, I'm just I'm, I'm just kidding, but no, no, that's that's awesome. I that's a, a really good goal, and and I think that the physical and also the little things you take for granted, like I never would have put like the dexterity and the fingers and stuff into like you know chemo, but it's it's what somebody who hasn't been through that. It's the little things that we don't really understand. We understand tired and all the stuff, but you've been through so many nuanced uh, you know things through the radiation, obviously that it's hard to explain to someone who hasn't been through it. So um, I'm glad that started to come back for you, especially because you obviously enjoy it so much and it's such a great mental health uh, 
stress reliever and stuff. It makes me feel a little bit like me again. It's it's the small things like that that can make a big difference in your life and how you feel. And those small things stack up, and that's you know, you, eventually you'll start to see like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of regaining my life again. I'm, I'm sure that's going to be. One day you're going to look and realize the little small things have all just become you know a big part of you again. I I certainly hope so. Sooner than later, I'm not patient. Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, so, you know, oh, sorry, Chris. Go ahead. No, I was no, we have this horrible delay. I'm sorry. Right? Yeah, it's the Canadian border. Um, I was just going to ask you, Krista, how much has your circle changed? Has it changed at all? My circle, as in my circle of uh, friends? Yeah, or people around you, or people that, you know, were once there but are not around so much anymore. So it's been a very interesting experience over the past year. Um, I have both lost friends and gained yep. friends. Um, some people, you know, I was kind of surprised um, to lose. Um, some people just can't deal with being around others when they're going through something like this. Um, and I hold no ill will towards them. Um, we all deal with what we can. And um, so those people are gone, but uh, my circle has expanded into this amazing support group. I mean, it's grown in ways I could have never imagined, and it's just been been an amazing experience. I haven't felt lost at, at all with any of the people that are no longer in my life because I've gained so much more. And it's it's really been incredible. That's a, that's amazing. When when things get really hard like that, sometimes the ones that rally around you are the ones you least expect. And I hate to say that you find out who your real friends are because I feel like I've been both the friend to step up for people, and I've also been the coward that backed away when things got difficult. I've probably done both ends of the spectrum, and it doesn't mean I care any less, but. Like I said, like you said, it's some situations are difficult, but it's really telling to see who steps up for you when you really need it. And like I said, it's often the ones you never would expect to be there. It is, and you know, I don't, I don't think it's cowardly though. I will say, when people um, step away, I think it's more of a self-preservation. I think people oh. instinctively know what they can and can't handle. So I feel like you're, you know, when people pull away, they're they're protecting themselves. So I try not to fault them for that. We, I mean, some people, some people are amazing with dealing with, you know, X, Y, or Z crisis, but they can't handle this. And I'll never fault people for being like, I need to step back from this situation. Oftentimes they can't communicate that, but we all have to do what we need to to protect ourselves. And sometimes we just do it unconsciously by pulling away, even though we might feel like crap about it because it might make us feel bad, like I shouldn't have, I should be there. Sometimes we just can't be, and and that's okay too. You know, I think this is a really important take on a conversation that Mike and I have had on the show several times about having people in your life that that can call bullshit on you. Do you know what I mean? But I think it's equally important to have people that are around that I call them thicker, um, thicker, thin friends. It, it doesn't matter what you go through. They're always going to be there. There's something to be said about both people, but there's also something to be said about the people that um, bow out gracefully, so shall we say. Um, you know, it, I don't know. The quilt of life is made up with so many different fabrics, it's amazing what, you know, some people do and some people don't do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And some people are only meant to come in your life, I think, for a short time. And, you know, they come into your life, they might change your life, it might be for the better or for the worse, but they've played their part and then they're, and then they're gone. Yeah. And then there's the people that are, that are there for good. But everyone kind of intermixes and everyone plays their part. So there was this um, quote that I had in the quote wall downstairs in the dungeon, and it said, 
you can't fault the people in your life because they'll teach you whatever it is in the moment that they'll teach you. People come in for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yes, absolutely. I like that. That's so true. Yeah. I'm so glad you're part of my lifetime. Oh, I'm so glad to know you. I'm so glad we're friends. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and Crystal, no matter how hard you try, I'm still here too. You've been you've been trying yeah, to run me off for years. <laughs> 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 uh, now, you know, um the one of my favorite singers, the guy named uh, Warren Zevon, he uh he had uh, one of his last appearances on David Letterman. Um, he had been on the show like 26 times, and he was, you know, was in uh, end stage of, of terminal cancer. And uh, David Letterman didn't know that at the time, but he asked him. He said, "Is there any kind of profound wisdom you've gained from all of this?" And uh, he said, uh, "You know," and he made and he had a quote about, uh, "Not unless I'm supposed to know how much to enjoy every sandwich." And it was kind of like, you know, you, you you're really just I can't even put it in perspective. But is there any kind of thing that you've discovered about yourself in this process or discovered about life that really kind of makes you more either gracious or optimistic or cautious or anything that you've learned from this experience that you can pass it on to somebody who hadn't been through that experience? I've learned that you can, you can survive a lot more than you think. You might think I, I can't do this and it's not true. <laughs> You can do it. You can get through it. You might not think that you can, but you can. You will be pushed and tested beyond your limits. And you can really surprise yourself with what you can handle and what you can accomplish. And I've kind of surprised myself in that regard because, I mean, there were some moments where I was just like, this is so much. It's overwhelming. I don't know how I'm going to... To manage all this, but that's kind of my mantra now is you can get through this. And anyone can get through anything if they just put their head down and just keep pushing through. And it's it's really remarkable what humans can do and, and what their bodies can do and, and can recover from. So you should never underestimate yourself or your own ability to heal, to survive, to thrive despite facing challenges. Wow. How many? Um, how many? Uh, yeah, that's that's profound. And to kind of uh, piggyback on that, how many treatments have you gone through total? Did you say of chemo? Uh, it'll be twenty-eight treatments by the end of August. Wow, that's that's incredible. So at the at the end of August, if you could kind of you know look into a crystal ball, no pun intended, crystal. Um, and or go back in time, and and you know you're first diagnosed. You haven't gone through a single treatment yet. Uh, you're sitting there. You have no idea what's coming. You have no idea what the next couple of years are going to hold for you. At the end of your last treatment, in the place where you are, do you have something you tell the person sitting there just getting that news uh, at the doctor's office? Uh, buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride, but at the end, it's going. You're going to be okay. You're going to get through it. One way or another, you're going to get through it. And uh, blinders, you need to be laser-focused. If that is one thing I could go back in time and, you know, portray to myself, you know, when I was first diagnosed, everyone, whenever they hear anything, your brain starts going like a hamster in a wheel. And it just starts spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. You have to stop, blinders on, and you just look straight ahead. And you need to do that with, with anything. Our brain likes to just throw out impulses and energy all over the place. And it, need, it needs to be harnessed. And you really just have to focus step by step by step in front of you. And you're able to accomplish a lot more with a lot less stress and anxiety on yourself if you just look directly ahead of you and don't look at the big picture. Just look at the little picture, one step at a time with anything. That's that's, I, that's profound and also very practical, too, because I yeah. feel like whenever you get some kind of news like that, everyone has, oh, well, my my wife did this, and she, you get all this input mm-hmm. from people. 
and you get, everyone tells you how to fix your problem or what you should do or don't do this, do this. And, you know, sometimes you just kind of take it one step at a time. And I think that's important advice for people. You know, people mean well, but they also cloud your brain and, you know, you go down those rabbit holes of what ifs or, or you know, people throwing stories at you and it can be overwhelming and, and terrifying. So I think that's really great advice. It can be. And so many people with, with nothing but the best intentions will give you advice. Um, tell you eat this or don't eat that or just do this and you'll be fine but um, your brain is not receptive to all that it's in fight or flight response whenever you receive any kind of stressful news that is what your body does that is what it's triggered to do fight or flight it is survival instinct so you are not going to be receptive to all the well-meaning thoughts that are being pinged at you you are just trying to survive and you are just clenched up tight so I mean really blinders on you have to block all that out and I mean what if I could say to anyone else who is around someone who's receiving some kind of life-changing news or diagnosis is don't just don't say it don't tell them how bad chemo is don't tell them to do this certain kind of diet don't tell them to take this or that because it's overwhelming. It's yep. too much. It's too much. And um, they're just, they're not going to hear it and they're just going to start freaking out because <laughs> that happened for me a lot. And now whenever I see like um, there's just an unbelievable amount of women who have breast cancer. And whenever I see some other poor woman post that she's got it and I see all the responses that she gets, I can't help but just jump in there and be like, don't say that. Don't say that to them. Delete this now. (laughs) I just get very protective of them because I I know what that's like. And in the beginning, I mean, it was a a huge source of of anxiety for me. It was a very big trigger. People coming out with me with all this information and private messaging me things. And, um, I mean, God bless them. They mean nothing but the best. But it has the opposite effect. So uh, blinders on and only look at what's right in front of you and just focus, 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 you know, and that fight or flight, that, that instinct stays with you a long time. So well after the point where it's doing you any good, where it becomes more harmful. Um, so then learning how to harness that and kind of turn it off is, uh, is another challenge that people often face. I'm just trying to process uh, everything you're saying. <laughs> no, that's no, that's that's. I mean, that's fantastic advice, and and I feel like, I mean, you have a way of kind of telling your story and kind of relating um, what you've been through in a way that I find very um, uh, not just inspirational, but also like I kind of thought of what you were just saying in the way that I've reacted towards people I've, I've cared about who have gone through it. And not necessarily in a bad way, but it just, you, you make you think of uh, sometimes when you love somebody, you feel helpless and you want to help and then you don't help because you're you're trying to overcompensate things. And I think that's so important. And people like you who've been through that, I think there's a great place. You know, you talked about kind of feeling protective over people in the breast cancer community. And I think that you, especially because you sound so great at, at kind of relating this information, would be a huge advocate or asset to somebody, you know, who's going through that. And I know when my, my, my father had his liver transplant and he was going through a serious illness, we had this woman that my mom got to know whose husband had gone through the same thing my father did. And having that person to bounce off of it who had a relatable experience was the most important thing for my mom. And it would probably save her life in the, in the meantime as well. Uh, I think that that role is something that you would be very, very good at. Uh, you know, judging by the way you talk about, you know, the situation and the cancer and story and stuff, uh, for somebody else, I think that would be a huge asset. Well, thank you. I um, I hope to help people in in some meaningful way whenever I can, and I I, uh, I try to help people, you know, women in our our DDPY community, especially. There's quite a few of us out there that are battling right now, um, and uh, I. I help when I can, and I try to do it in a, in a very non-intrusive way because I don't want to overwhelm people either. But I've, I've made some 
tremendous friends in that community, some tremendous girlfriends who are going through a lot of the same struggles I am. So I'm, I'm very, I'm both happy and incredibly sad because I would much rather have known these women under different circumstances. No, I mean, the, obviously, but that, that shared perspective is something that I feel, especially in the year you become friends, that shared perspective is, is something very unique that you guys have a different, uh, you know, view of the world after it's going through something like that. And I think that obviously you would have rather have met them under different circumstances, but that's a, that's a, an important bond. And the fact that you guys, is you can tell somebody all day long, but unless you've shared that similar situation, yep. nobody ever really knows. I agree. It is, it is definitely a, a very different kind of bond than when you know, because you're right. Someone can can talk to you, but when they when they've gone down the same path as you, you know, even without words, you can look at them and you know that they they really do get it, and that's something very special. And it does bring a lot of comfort. I know it brings a lot of comfort to me, even though I'd rather they didn't go through it. Obviously, to know that you know I I have those people as, as a resource, as a friend, as someone who gets it, it's it's very special. Yeah, it's rooted in authenticity. You authentically know where you are because, right, you've been slapped with the reality of what's surrounding you. I remember when I got diagnosed, <laughs> I had someone say to me, it's not that bad. Suck it up. Oh, my gosh. And I'll never forget that. That's just terrible. Some people have absolutely no compassion and no empathy. That's shameful. I'm so sorry it to make someone say that to you. Oh, you know what? It is what it is. But in my hardest moments, that's what I hear. Yeah. F that person. I yeah, mean, thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what the hell, people? <laughs> right? Yeah. A little bit of compassion, a little bit of kindness goes a long way. And if, if all else fails and you don't know what to say, and I know some people, you know, they don't know what to say when someone tells them some kind of big news like that. They don't know what to say and they say something stupid. They should, we should be set to default where we just say, I'm sorry. Because it's a right. lot better yeah, than, quiet. you know, talking out your ass and saying something dumb like that. Right, or simply yeah. be quiet. You know that old adage, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, means, it's been... Uh, do... Go ahead, Mike. No, no, I'm sorry. No, it's it's just been a really interesting take on how people deal with the stress of the situation. And, I mean, you know what? It's kind of ironic because even our kids, during a situation like this, you know, when when a parent is diagnosed with something or, you know, a mom or a dad or whoever, I mean, your kids don't even say that to you. And kids don't have the world experience. No, they, they I don't. don't. It's, right? People should know I better. I, I, I just yeah. question people sometimes. I really do. Yeah, I me just, too. I just look at them and I'm just like, were you raised by a pack of wolves? I mean, I just don't get it. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I I can't how I understand how anyone would think that would be the first thing to to say. I mean that's and and like Chris, I think that's so important. What we said too is sometimes in those awkward, uncomfortable situations, like I step and I I I uh what's word eat my words all the time and say stupid things all the time. But no one's no one is perfect. But who feels the need to say that and then to just continue on without saying I'm sorry? I didn't know how to handle that. I'm sorry is a word that I feel is like. One of the most rare, like, uh, responses in the English language now, because we all feel the need to defend our actions because we said yeah. that people defend them ourselves. I'm sorry is such a huge word, and I think it goes way un- underused. And if if someone said that to you, their next word should have been, "I'm so sorry. I did, I was overwhelmed with the situation." That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, right when you become invested in an op- in an opinion. It it takes on it a life of its own at times. 
So, you know, it's yeah. it's one of those things. So, you know, yeah, well, what, I'm do, sorry what do you do? Said that to you, oh, Crystal, no. Man. No, that's, that's that's horrible. You know what? It just and, MS just means I'm mighty strong, and it's you know what I have to prove it sometimes. So it is what it is. And to to kind of maybe end this on a uh, on a high note, um, and I want to get your perspective too, Crystal, because I think we should we we want to talk about uh, you know not just the cancer but you know issues in general. Um, I don't even know what to call it. I've been calling it situations and, and, and issues because I'm trying to dance around the word cancer because it's just so ugly, and I'm sorry because I don't know how to, <laughs> you know, it's such an <laughs> uncomfortable thing to talk about. It really is, especially if you're on the other end of it. You, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to, you know, I don't want to, you know, make things harder and stuff. So, you know, we sometimes dance around the problem, but it's cancer. It's it's That's what it is, a situation. It's cancer. But since you've been diagnosed and obviously it's been a heavy, heavy time. And we talked about this on the show. It's been a heavy show, you know, but during those past couple of years, surely you had some great moments. You had laughs and you had some times that you spit water out or, or had fun or, or enjoyed a night with friends or kids since you through the cancer. And since you got diagnosed, what are some things that you just wouldn't, have thought that, or not even what did you enjoy about this past year or two years? There's got to be some high spots, and it can't be all doom and gloom because I'm sure you had plenty of pretty amazing moments throughout the past couple of years. Oh, absolutely. I um, I I try to laugh as much as I can. So, I mean, even going through the chemo and the treatments, I still try to find things funny. I I've never lost my sense of humor, thank goodness. Um, so I've I've had lots of great moments, especially with, you know, I've got three daughters, and they're just, uh, they're like little stand-up comedians, so I've had great times with them, and it's been, it's been a long time in treatment, so birthdays, holidays, you name it, um, we've celebrated each one of those to the fullest. Um, so I've had lots of, you know, happy moments, lots of happy moments. My, my daughter turned four, my youngest, in May. And uh, I was at the hospital for her last birthday. So my parents had thrown her birthday party. So this year I decided to go all out and I made this. <laughs> I made this insane cake. Like I made the butter for the cake. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, uh, it was oh, like wow. two days of making this cake completely from scratch. I made the butter. I made the buttermilk. <laughs> purple frosting, the mermaids. I mean, I decorated this cake up. I didn't even want to cut it to eat it because I <laughs> I worked so hard on it. <laughs> but it was it was a really great memory from this past year because it was it was just like I'm going to be extra. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So you did all and, the things that I tell people that I do when I bring a cake from the store. <laughs> 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 you know, homemade butter is so easy to make, but it takes forever. So, like, it's just like, why not just buy it? <laughs> I sat there shaking these basin jars, making butter for like hours. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh. <sighs> it was Mom's crazy. butter again. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Mom's churning butter. That's, that's awesome. Oh, were you washing their clothes with one of those old, you know, by the river? Those, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the next step. Amish. I'm just going to go old school of everything. <laughs> oh, it gave awesome. the kids something to do. If you ever want to give make a kid, like, leave you alone for a while, give them a mason jar half full of heavy cream and just be like, shake this until it turns into butter. It'll take them like an hour. <laughs> That's so it keeps awesome. them busy and really wear them out. <laughs> I'm so dirty. Don't send that chat to my wife. <laughs> just for me, she just get Katie's like go in the corner and shake butter for a while. <laughs> oh. That's funny. Well, I'm so glad we had this time. And, and uh, Crystal, uh, anything to add here before we start wrapping things up? can't believe the hour flew um, by so quickly. There is a question that I'd like to ask you, and I know that, um, you know, it's, it, I know it's a question that might 
be emotional, and I apologize. if Even if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. I know that you have three girls. What have you told them about everything that's happened with you? Uh, I have been honest. Good, um, good. I've explained it in as age-appropriate terms as I can, but good. I was honest. Um, there was no way to deny what was happening and they are girls and they're going to grow up and unfortunately they are going to have to be extraordinarily careful about their health in the future. So it's very important that they are just aware. And I thought it was also very important to not try to shield them from the truth so that they see the changes and get more scared by what they don't know than just being honest with them because kids aren't stupid. They, they know when something's wrong. Yeah. So yeah, I was so I was honest. I'm so proud yeah, of I you. I was honest. Well, thank you. Yeah, but, you know, that's incredible, and, and I, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing with us again, so openly and honestly, too, because uh, there's a lot going on, and there's no, you said you can't sugarcoat things. It's a real situation, but also you can't just live in that world of doom, and uh, I feel like you're doing a, a great job and being an advocate for your, your own cancer and also for so many others um you know in the community and, and just in general so um i appreciate that and i'd like to have a, another update down the line and hopefully get some even better news and get some uh better reports and see where things are going then but uh it's a really inspirational and, and special uh conversation i thank you for having it with us and before we get going is there anything you'd like to kind of say or anything you'd like to put out there, a Facebook page, social media, anything you're doing, uh, you know, for, for cancer or charity or anything out there? Um, well, I would like to say a, a huge thank you to everyone in the DDPY community um, and especially to Kaylin, um, yep. who is running KK's Creations. She she is doing this amazing fundraiser for me, and she is just an absolute angel and I really just cannot thank her enough or the rest of the community for the amount of love and support that they have shown me. It is it has really just from the bottom of my heart. I, I just thank you all so much. Incredibly grateful. Well I think thank you so much. I I think I would be um missing an opportunity if I didn't take the opportunity to say um, we love you, and you know, it is such an honor for me personally to be able to talk to you as a friend and just get an update and hear how well you're doing. And uh, you know what? If I was never to get another gift in the world, that's gift enough. Oh, geez, thank you. It means so much. I love you. Uh, thank I love you guys you so much for having me on. Oh, I, I thank you for coming on, and, and I appreciate it. And I look forward to the next update. And, uh, yeah. you know, you, you're an incredible person. Your girls have uh, an amazing mom, so I appreciate you uh, being here thank as you. well. And uh, thank you for uh, for giving us an update, and I can't wait for the next one. But until then, keep uh, keep fighting strong, and I can't wait to hear about uh, the uh, the last chemo coming up around the corner. You're almost there. And yep. Uh, that's an amazing, amazing accomplishment. So without further ado, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Crystal. And uh, Crystal, we need Thank an extra you. special quote tonight. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and it's a really so, fitting one. I put, I picked it really early, long before this call ever happened. I picked it. And it's from the community. And I just thought it was appropriate. And the quote is, strength is the byproduct of struggle. Wow, you know, Crystal, you're 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 getting psychic with these. Like your your intuition is out of control. That's that's <laughs> great. It's perfect for tonight. I I, I keep realizing that it's Krista and Crystal, so I don't know if I'm clarifying. But thank you guys both for uh, for for coming on tonight. That's an amazing uh, way to end the show, and we appreciate it. And I hope we've redeemed ourselves for the Josh McAdoo episode last week. We appreciate you all. Go out there, be inspired, uh, own it move this motivation into your week and uh, let's do the best to do the best we can. And this certainly 
is a great fuel for inspiration and motivation. So thank you guys, and thank you, Krista. Be well. We'll see you guys soon. Uh, thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. It today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Page. Oh! He's in a diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond cutter out of the power bomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.